From Jerusalem, this is Baruch Gartner with the Living Aligned Podcast. Teachings from the Hasidic Masters, providing the tools you need to live with greater vitality, connection, and joy. The 21st of Adar is the Yorzeit of the Heilek Gatzadik, the Rebbe Rebbe Elimelech. And one of my favorite stories is called the Bucket Story. It's known that uh, Rabbi Elimelech and Rabbi Zusha for one year went in a self-imposed exile. Every night in a different place, they traveled as beggars. And as beggars, they often spent time in jail because whenever there was a petty theft, they rounded up all the beggars until they found the guy that committed the crime. One afternoon, they're watching the sunset through the window. Rabbi Elimelech gets up, puts his gartel on and says, Holy brother, it's time to dive in the afternoon prayers. Rabbi Zusha goes, sorry, brother, you can't daven mincha in this room. Look over there. That's the communal bucket. That's the latrine. You can't daven here according to the Jewish goats. Oh, man. Rabbi Elimelech is distressed, goes over to the guard. You got to take this bucket out. You don't understand. This bucket is the problem. The guard laughs. He goes, this bucket was there it is there, and it will be there. Rabbi Mel sits down, unties his gartel, and goes, wow. And then Reb Zusha said the following important words. Ma'ilich, don't you understand? The same God that wants you to connect with him through davening, now he wants you to connect with him by not davening. Whoa, <laughs> Unbelievable. These words went straight into his heart. He got up, he took his brother, and they started to whirl around this bucket in ecstasy. One by one, they brought in the other prisoners until the guards here. What's going on? This is a Russian jail. There's no such thing as dancing and singing in a Russian jail. They take one of the prisoners over to the side. What's going on here? He goes, I don't know, but it has something to do about that bucket. Oh, oh, oh. That bucket will show them. Unlocks the cell, goes in with a huff, takes the bucket, and locks the door. <laughs> and Rabbi Elimelech looks at his brother and he says, Holy brother, it's time to dive in the afternoon prayers. This is a big, big foundation idea from the Baal Shem Tov that a person can literally turn around things that are dark and turn it into light. Things that are from the other side can become a chariot for the holiness. I often call the major teaching of Rabbi Nachman Azamra, I will sing, where Rabbi Nachman talks about finding the good points. I call that joy 101. A higher level of joy is when you actually transform the darkness and turn it around, transmute it. Shlemuta simcha, perfection of joy. I call it joy 202. Torah 23, in the second part of the Kutimran, the Rebbe starts the teaching with a parable, Be'inyana simcha. Sometimes there's a group of people dancing, then they grab a person standing on the side. This person is in depression, and they pull him in against his will and force him to dance. They're literally taking him against his will. So too in the idea of simcha, when a person's happy, then his sorrow, his melancholiness, his suffering stands on the side. 
you're focused now on the paycheck. You're focused now on the success. You're focused now on what you wanted. So you're happy. All of the things that are bothering you are now over on the side. A greater level of joy, if you're on this high level of joy, you want to go after your depression and bring your depression into the joy. And this is the secret of the verse, Sosam v'simcha yasigu yanusu yagavanach. The Rebbe reads the verse backwards. When the depression runs away from the joy, because at the time of joy, the nature of your unhappiness is to stand on the side. But now is the auspicious time that a person can literally transform his darkness, his depression. Now is the auspicious time to catch it. Yesigo means to catch it and to bring it into the joy. Your joy will catch up with you and grab the yagamanacha. The premise is, by nature, we avoid discomfort. We avoid pain. That's our survival mechanism. It's built into us. It makes sense why a person would avoid pain. (laughs) You don't want to get killed. But there's a problem with avoiding pain because there's a saying, no pain, no gain. It's often the pain that is one of the greatest teachers. When things don't work, it's often very painful. A lot of people work years at a marriage, at a business, raising children, and a lot of times things just don't work. And that produces a lot of pain. And just like in this story, if we focus on the pain and we make an issue out of the pain, it stays in place, it grows stronger. Often the most painful thing about pain is our resistance to it. It amplifies the pain. And we lose out on all the gain from the pain. All we're left with is the hurt. What if we considered to look at pain from a different vantage point? What if we considered looking at not succeeding as just part of the process of knowing what doesn't work? What if we recognize that God's behind everything, the whole different world? And you see in this story, this is an excellent story as an example of two people who are on an exalted level, who had perfect faith in God. They could even understand how their inability to pray was a source of joy. They literally turned the bad situation into a ball. At the same time, they brought in people who didn't even understand what was happening into the circle of joy. My dear friend, we can literally bring the whole world into our circle of joy. Just remember that everything is from God, and God is good. Always stay connected and subscribe now to the Living Align Podcast.